So today's podcast, I have the infamous uh, Chase Rayner, who I'm sure needs no introduction uh, to, to the world of digital marketing. So Chase, thank you very much for taking the time to come on. Um, how, how are things with you? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. I think this is actually the first podcast I've ever been on with somebody. I, I, I ran one for about a year and I was constantly interviewing people, but it's actually kind of cool to be on the other end. Yeah, I think it gets boring um, asking the questions all the time. You can't demonstrate your personality or your knowledge to any great degree because you're the one doing all the the probing about. But yeah, it's, it's great to have you on. And I'm sure um, put, putting you on the, the, the kind of limelight for once is, is also going to be good. Um, but as, as I said to you, the reason I want to get you on is um, you have a similar following to me where people either love you or hate you. Um, and, you know, I watch it from afar. Is, you know, we've never worked together um, and stuff like that. But obviously you're, you're making enough noise for you to be probably on everyone's radar. <laughs> um, you know, good, bad or indifferent. Uh, and I obviously just want to talk to you about that because obviously we're, we're all here to make money and, and you know, do the best we can at marketing and that's something clearly you, you have in abundance um but what goes along with that um is a whole bunch of abuse um and, and stuff like that so you know i know you've just recently launched a video saying you're out of the seo game just just to kick things off is that something that you are actually doing are you getting out of seo for real yeah i mean and i think it de- <laughs> really depends on what you define SEO as. So like when I first started doing this stuff, probably about 2016, it was like pretty easy in my opinion to kind of like optimize the keyword density or something on a page and then kind of see that sort of change the rankings, I guess you would say. These days, it doesn't seem like that anymore. It seems more like, you know, the big things that you need to have are sort of a lot of trust, authority, engagement, and audience, that kind of thing, in order to really kind of grow wherever you want to be on, whether it's on Google or YouTube, or obviously for me, I have a way bigger following on YouTube than I do anywhere else. But the whole reason for that is because, you know, I I found out that there was so much competition on one search engine like Google. So I spent my time working on something with less saturation. Now, in terms of being out of the SEO industry, I think SEO is sort of this ever evolving kind of like catch buzzword in a way, because SEO could be defined as so many different things. Ideally, if you're doing search engine optimization, you're optimizing for a search engine, right? It doesn't just have to be Google, but I think people automatically assume that it's Google because that's where most of the SEO happens. So mm-hmm. in terms of me being out of the SEO game, I think I was referring to I'm out of the like communities of SEO people, because as we kind of been sort of bringing up, it seems like these communities happen to be a little bit more toxic than if you were to just be in like a, you know, more marketing type environment. I mean, any community, if you get growth, you're going to have a certain level of hate, but I've found that within the SEO community, it's almost like a hundred times what you'd probably expect anywhere else. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've had, um, a fair few bits of toxic stuff myself. As I said to you, someone had actually threatened to cut uh, my newborn baby's throat um, because they didn't like 
what I was saying or, or don't like me for whatever reason. Um, and it's it's weird, like you can sit on a YouTube channel or, or whatever it is you do and there is that level of hate out there for you. I mean, what what is the kind of level of hate against you? What sort of things are happening? Is it just mild abuse or, uh, you know, does it get worse than that? <laughs> well, for me, it's interesting because... I think a while ago, I, I'm not. You probably didn't hear about this, but a while ago, I, I wound up almost completely deleting my YouTube channel and my Facebook group, and I actually did end up deleting a bunch of videos off my YouTube channel because I was so fed up with all the hate, and I was getting, you know, probably ten to twenty people messaging me and commenting every day, telling me that I needed to stop doing what I was doing, <clears throat> and. Uh, and so I wound up actually losing a lot of rankings and traffic on my YouTube channel, which took me a while to get back because I just kind of lost it. And there's been a couple times that that's happened. But I think the big thing for me is that like, no matter how much hate I get, because I, I get all types of hate. I get people who are just completely out of their mind saying that I'm like, you know, doing things that are malicious to kind of trick the whole industry or whatever it is. And for the most part, like the only things that I'm really doing is I'm just spending my time trying to figure out how to like increase my marketing, increase the things that are going to bring people into opting into whatever I'm giving away or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the more hatred that I get, and, and actually lately I've, I've been getting more hatred than I've ever gotten, I think in my entire career, I think there's a huge correlation between that and how successful you are. And I think the SEO industry and I try not to talk too bad about it, but I think the SEO industry is sort of, you know, who's number one in a sense, right? So everybody's constantly comparing themselves. And I think when you are number one in people's minds, it's almost like beating them on Google. And I think people get really insecure about it. Yeah. Um, it's, it has, it's crazy. It's crazy responses, but has the level of abuse ever been on a physical basis? Have you ever been attacked or... <laughs> Um, or, or threatened to, you know, be killed or any of that kind of stuff. Does it? Is it? Does it go as far as that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I don't think I usually let it get that far. I think once I start seeing people kind of going in the direction of just going completely insane, like for instance, I I probably ban like five to ten people out of my Facebook group a day because we get like a you know fifty to hundred people entering it a day, and you know, this one woman the other day was like, Hey, I saw that you uh, took a screenshot of your Stripe account and you know, whatever money you made wasn't true because you Photoshopped it. So then I was like, okay. And I sent her back a video of my, of my screen record on my phone, opening up that like, okay, here it is. And she just lost it. She was like going into like how, you know, I, I edited the video and all this stuff. And so you know, once people start losing it like that, I'm like, okay, you know what? You're done. I'm just banning you from everything. I'm blocking you. I'm not talking to you anymore because I just, I'm, I'm not going to deal with just insane people. Like I think people kind of show you warning signs when they're insane and you just kind of have to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's been able to identify that's the, the kind of key part of it. Um, you know, <laughs> people are, are, have accused you of, a number of different things I'm aware of in the past, such as photoshopping out um, links from a, a screenshot. Um, you know, I seen one today. He's a scammer. 
you know, what, what, what is the truth behind all of that? Did you ever actually Photoshop links out and claim that links don't work? Or, or, or you know, was there a bit of kidology there in your part just to, to you know, stir up a crowd or, you know, whatever? Or, you know, what what is going on? Okay, so this is a funny story. And the way this happened is I was coming up with a new marketing angle like I always do. For instance, I love to say things like SEO is dead or don't do keyword research or don't buy SEO tools because why? Because I take whatever the industry average is in any sort of niche that I'm working on and I try to reverse it because then it gets engagement, gets opt-ins. And so what happened is I was trying to create a catchy thumbnail, which was like links don't work, don't use them, right? And I was in the airport at this time. I was drinking. I was like, okay, let me just do like a catchy thumbnail. And what happened is I was trying to avoid the discussion of, oh, but there's links in the picture because what happened was I created a skyscraper campaign after, you know, reading Brian Dean's blog back in like 2017. And I was able to rank for beginner fishing tips on a website without doing any link building. That's basically how it happened. But I was trying to avoid the whole, but there's links on this page because I just didn't want to do it. I was like, you know, I don't want to have to do this argument, whatever. And so part of the thumbnail is I took the links out because I didn't want to have to argument about have an argument about them. Now, was I trying to trick the whole industry in saying that links don't like necessarily like rank pages? I don't think I was trying to do that. What I was trying to do is I was trying to just say, hey, look, this was an example of a page that I ranked without links. I don't want to have this discussion with you guys because you're not going to get it. And then, of course, it backfired on me. And I wasn't honestly really thinking about it because I was, again, drinking in the airport and I was just like, why not just make a catchy thumbnail? And then this whole thing blew up about how Chase Reiner is lying and everything that he does is fake. And, you know, he is secretly building links behind the scenes and all this stuff. And it's just like nuts, dude. Yeah. See, I mean, that's certainly one I've heard. Um, and as I say, sometimes you do things for a joke as well. And, and sometimes it's misinterpreted or you do it to raise the reaction um, from people and you get hammered for it online, which uh, I think is one of the reasons I wanted to get you on here was obviously to get your side of the story as well, because it's all good and well, people saying things about you online, but you never really, you, you don't always get the opportunity to defend yourself or, or explain the reasons behind it. Um, and for me, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's always two sides to every story, so it was good good to hear that. Um, you know, so what 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 is your goal going forward? Then, like you've obviously created um, a massive following, and you you feel that the SEO community is toxic to a certain degree. Um, so, is the the job to remain slightly off radar, or you know, what 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 do you see yourself going to do in the future? Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's still a lot of things that you can end up doing in the SEO industry and make, make a lot of money off of. And I think you can still totally get a bunch of clients and sell SEO tools, whatever you want to do. I don't think that market's really going anywhere anytime soon. But for me, I kind of identified that a lot of people who do SEO don't really enjoy doing SEO. And what they would prefer is kind of doing more like lead gen, you know, sort of growth hack type stuff where they can take some easy tip and then, you know, lead that into, oh, I got a hundred opt-ins today or something. Mm 
which you don't normally get with SEO. SEO is like, okay, well, let's go change the code on a website or let's go build links to this page. And then hopefully in a couple months or however long, we're going to end up getting rankings and then we'll get opt-ins and then blah, 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 blah. And I found that most people are more interested in just like more type growth, growth hack type things. So for me, like, I don't know, I kind of got bored of the SEO industry. I was spending like so much time trying to be the best on, you know, on page SEO and let's figure out how to learn the entire schema markup library and that kind of thing. And I just got so done with it. And so now what I do is I kind of just, you know, I take whatever user generated signals I can. I bring people into some sort of opt-in, like a chat bot or something. And then I try to take those uh, users and I bring them to some sort of page that I'm trying to rank. Like for instance, if I wanted to rank a YouTube video or if I wanted to rank something on Facebook really high in terms of you know suggestion-based uh, content or even on Google, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this audience that I've been warming up and I'm going to trade them some sort of asset for engagement. So for instance, if I was saying like... Uh, on my last video, I said how to rank easily on Google without SEO or links. This video got 3,500 views and I think 70 comments within the first couple of days, which is like three times what I normally get in terms of views. And it's like 10 times what I normally get in terms of engagement. And the reason why it did so well is because I told the people who watched the video, if you sort of send me a message and opt in into my bot, I will trade you for this thing as long as you leave a comment once you get there. It's kind of a weird funnel process that I create, but I call it, I ca I've been calling it authority hacking. I'm trying to think of a different name, but um, it's a lot more fun to me. And I, and I think it's, it's more fun to other people as well. And you can still end up ranking things in a way. Yeah. It's, it's just trying different um, things to be able to get people into whatever it is you're trying to, to achieve. And I think getting user generated signals by, offering value it's, it's a smart move um to to be able to do that and i think that's one of the things i see about yourself is that I, I, people always ask me what do you think of this guy he's he's you know and they, they start slaughtering you and calling you every name under the sun and I'm like, <laughs> but the guy's a, the guy's a good marketing guy he knows his stuff he's, he's everywhere and even when someone was talking about you um today it was it was on a facebook post and Right beneath that post was a sponsored ad from you, and I'm like, "What the hell?" It's um, so you know, it's it's uh, it's one of those things. It's certainly something that no one can take away from you, as you you obviously know what you're doing in terms of creating um, audiences and and everything else. But if you could change, so start again, so go back to 2016 or whatever you started. Would you do the same thing again, or you know, do, do you enjoy being in the public eye, um, you know, being that YouTube guy or that guy everyone either loves, loves or hates, or would you go off radar and do something different? You know, this is actually an answer I'd like to hear from you too. But I think if I were to go back in time, I first of all would have, I would have told myself, "Hey, look, man, all all these people who are interacting with you constantly." most of them have nothing to do with anything that you're doing. And mm -hmm. like, no matter how much time you spend doing something, there's always going to be people that agree or disagree with you. The, what ends up happening is that as you get more people viewing you, you just end up getting more people on both sides. And I, mm -hmm. and I honestly believe that when you have people hate half hate you and half love you is when you're in the sweet spot. So like, for instance, my last video, 
29 dislikes, 71 likes, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. and when you're only getting likes, or you're only getting dislikes, you're obviously doing something wrong in a way because there's not really you're not saying anything new. When you when you have something where you're getting people who are either hating the heck out of you or loving you, like let's take Ty Lopez for instance. There's so many people who hate Ty Lopez, but then there's also these there's these other people that are like obsessed with Ty Lopez. Yeah. And that's because it's marketing. That's what really good marketing does is it creates controversy. And I think if I would have gone back in time, I would have told myself that in, in when you're a good marketer, you you want to take your feelings out of it and look at everything um, objectively in a sense where you want to think about how can I create as much controversy as possible? And, and really the only thing I care about at the end of the day is am I getting people opting in and am I making money at the end of the day. Cause I mean, I make probably like four to five K a day now off my funnels, which I wasn't making anything close to before when I was doing SEO stuff and I was miserable. Like I was making money, but I was miserable while I was doing it. So would you say, um, you know, hand on heart, some of the, some of the stuff that you do do now is just to generate controversy or, or, or just get a, you know, a bit of a, you know, reaction from the crowd, like just some of the, the kind of titles of your um, videos and stuff like that. Would you say that's a deliberate ploy just to stir up the crowds? Um, well, no, I mean, part of it I, I'm like super invested in, like a lot of the things that I put out there are things that I spend a lot of time working on and trying to think of, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, if, if I'm, if I'm doing a video or if I'm doing a post and I'm not getting any engagement. I'm not getting any opt-ins. Like, what's the point in me doing it? And I've found that there's a direct correlation between taking what people normally think about something, reversing it, and then putting it out there. Because it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, if let's say the new iPhone 11 came out, the first thing people are going to think about is, well, you know, how do I how do I set this up or something, right? They're thinking about their new iPhone 11 that they're going to have. Now, if you reverse that, what everybody wouldn't be thinking is how do I break my iPhone 11? Now, if Mm -hmm. you put that in front of people, people will watch it and people will engage because it's weird. Yeah. Um, No, I totally get it. (laughs) It makes a lot of sense. Plus, it's a lot more fun. Who Who wants to, you know, keep regurgitating the same old crap about, any kind of subject, whether it's the iPhone or not, you know, I think for me, um, when I, t- I talk at a lot of conferences and whatnot, and, you know, I've got this reputation now as being the guy that stands with shorts and a t-shirt on, that, that has tattoos, that swears a lot, that does black cat shit, like whatever. And obviously, you know, I didn't set out, I didn't in my head go, I'm going to go and dress like this, you know, I'm being myself. But I think, you have to stand out from the crowd and you have to, you know, I chose to do the black cat stuff because it's more fun. It's more engaging. I don't particularly want to talk about site audits or, or anything like that. And I think creating a bit of controversy and saying stuff that, you know, even when I do black cat talks, sometimes I say things that I've heard another person do, not necessarily myself, something wild and outrageous. And, and it's just to create hysteria among among the other people, you know, I obviously I don't like to go out and chat shit as such, but as I say, if I hear heard of a good black cat trick that someone once done, I'll pass it off as moan just to get 
the you know the crowd and the audience going in to get more views and everything else. So I totally get it. It's it's a lot more fun that way as well. And um, as long as people can read between the lines, though, I think you're probably one of those guys that are slightly misunderstood online as well, where people actually you know take everything so serious, <laughs> uh, you know, out of what you're saying and. And go, like, oh, you know, he must be insane to say that, you know, links don't work or, you know, whatever. And, and obviously, I've seen one other thing that actually springs to mind, as you said, you were the best SEO in the world, which I think, or, or the best SEO in the, the Santa Barbara or whatever it was. And obviously, <laughs> a lot of the SEO community are going, oh, he's not, I am. And, you know, it's, it's that whole ego thing. And, um, <laughs> you know, these kind of things do get to people and it gets your name, it just gets people talking about you. So it's obviously, very very clever um but um for me you know to answer what i asked you w- would i change how i would approach things i certainly i, I probably wouldn't i think i've enjoyed the, the kind of bumpy ride that it brings and met a lot of good people through um, being in the kind of limelight because then people come to me at events and talk to me and it saves me being the guy in the corner that doesn't know anyone. So I think it's it's got a lot of positives as well, um, as 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 well as obviously some of the the crappier stuff that that I've dealt with um, in terms of haters and stuff. You know, I've physically been attacked and stuff as well um, at conferences. Believe it or not, um, <laughs> which is why I was asking you the question. Like, but obviously I go to a lot of conferences and. Um, you know, I'm not sure if do, do you attend a lot of conferences or would you ever attend conferences or, or are you like I, that, that would be too much trouble? I think the only time I've actually really uh, attended conferences was when I was like sort of brand new and nobody really knew about me. But I don't know how it would go now, honestly. I would <laughs> be a little bit worried. I was actually thinking about that. It's so funny. I was thinking about that uh, before we even talked today. I was like walking to get some iced tea. And I was like, I wonder what would happen if I went to a conference these days. Um, I think, yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure um, what would happen. Certainly, from the the, the kind of feeling I get, I think you know some people would love it, um, and and I think some people would probably pour a beer over your head or something. <laughs> um, but um, uh, it's it's one of those things. You just you, you know you've got to settle for what you've got. But obviously, what you're doing is clearly making you good money and. Um, you know, no one can dispute that. Um, you know, I know you've got people saying you don't earn this or you don't earn that. You know, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing if it if it wasn't paying off for you. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people don't understand. I bought a website actually, an Amazon affiliate website for ten grand, which is a quite a cheap website in the grand scheme of things. And I had a guy at a conference come up to me saying, "There's no way you would ever spend ten grand in an Amazon website." And I said, it makes a thousand dollars a month. Like, why wouldn't I pay ten grand for it? Um, and it's like that's impossible. There's no one out there spending that amount of money. And you know, some people think that you know these figures are unachievable or they can't earn that money or whatever. But you know, if you're doing marketing and everything else properly, you can make a hell of a lot of money as well. Um, and you know, people will call you a liar regardless of whether you show them your bank balance or or not. Um, which is complete madness, but uh, yeah, it's it's just part of the world, I suppose. I think when I messaged you earlier today, um, I think you you mentioned when money, when you're making good money, you know these people seem to come out the woodwork, um, and I'm not sure if you can direct that to jealousy, if you like, or or whatever. Um, 
but it's uh, it is what it is, and we're never going to change the world uh, from that. But uh, it's it's sad. It's it, it's a sad state of affairs that people think they can just do the kind of trolling online. Do you ever think of just you know forgetting about your Twitter and your Facebook and <laughs> jack it all in? I, I used to a lot, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I looked at these people as uh, like kind of really prominent, I guess, in my life. The, all these people that would talk to me or send me messages or comment, I, I would I would really kind of take a lot of the things that they would say personally. And it's funny, I went to um, this mastermind one time. It was about, a, I think it was about a year ago. It was one of Alex Becker's masterminds. And that guy, I mean, he's been, talk about getting shit. That guy's gotten so much. And I remember I was drinking with him. We were, we were at the bar <laughs> and I'm not kidding. He legit reached out and gave me a slap because I was so upset about how, how I, how everybody was always making fun of me or like how I constantly, you know, had hate that kind of thing. And I don't know what happened, but from that point on, I kind of like, I just stopped caring. And like now when I see people commenting and I see all this hate, I, I like look at it as a, like a, a money. I look at it as opt-ins. I look at it as like free marketing. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it's a really acquired skill almost to kind of disassociate yourself from not like really, really deep down feeling anything. Cause even though like back in the day I would say, well, I don't care. I still, you know, I still cared. And, and these days I just, I a hundred percent do not care Every time I see like a post blow up about how awful I am, it's just, it's like, I look at it and I'm like happy about it. I, and I interact with them. Like I'll troll them <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, so, you know, why do you think this? That kind of thing. Yeah. I want that, them to keep talking. It's a, it's a great way to look at it. I think I'm in a similar boat to yourself where I used to take a lot of it personally. Um, but, you know, I've, I've seen it happen to so many other digital marketing guys. I mean, obviously, Alex Becker, um, Neil Patel, um, all of these guys, you know, severely take a, a beating online. Um, and I think you're right, any any degree of success, and you're going to get it regardless of who you are or what you look like or whatever. But I think regardless, it's it, at the beginning, it's still, you still have to, you, you know, you wouldn't be human if you didn't take it personally. Um, I think it's just, would you agree that it's just it, over a period of time, you just like, I'm not giving a fuck anymore. Um, you know, this is this is a drain. You know, it's, it's, you know, I think certain people out there could take it, you know, it would scare people off of continuing to do their job and making money. So I think it's, it's uh, you know, a great achievement that you're able to look at it and see it as an opt-in. Um, you know, did you get, like, help for that or advice or, or training, you know, or, or is that something that just came naturally? I think after a certain amount of time of me just getting beat up and beating myself up, I, I think I just, you, it's a learned skill. And, you know, you see this a lot with people who are, who are going on cameras. Their first, first time as they go on cameras, they're super nervous. They won't look at the camera. They're people are talking. There's like five people in chat and they're like all nervous about them being there. And then 
you know, as you get more and more sort of hardened, I guess, you kind of like just don't really care what people see about you anymore. And, you know, people are going to perceive you however they perceive you. Uh, but that's what's funny is like you take all these people who are supposedly like professional experts, whatever you want to call them, guru people. I don't, I don't know. They don't like to call themselves gurus, but they act like they know everything. And these people will not go in front of a camera. Like they will not, uh, you can't get them on a podcast. You can't get them on a YouTube video. They just won't do it. And, and then you, and then you get on the flip side, the people who are, who are experts and they get on camera and nobody wants to listen to them. Like they're getting zero views. I mean, look at people like Bill Slowski. He has a, he's been have, doing a YouTube show uh, podcast thing for, I don't even know, like forever. And how many views does that guy get? He gets like, I think like maybe like a hundred views if he's lucky on a video. Yeah. And that guy yes. knows way more than I do about <laughs> SEO, like than I would ever know. Yeah. But I get I get way more interactions than he does. I get way more opt-ins, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to like, just because you know SEO doesn't mean you understand marketing. And I think a, what happens is a lot of these people who are uh, supposedly experts, or maybe they know a lot about SEO, but they just don't know how to market themselves or they're too scared to learn how to do marketing. And that's the skill. That's really what people buy. I mean, you could like take Ty Lopez. He doesn't, <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to talk shit about like Ty Lopez, but he doesn't uh, necessarily have a lot that he sticks to in a way. He kind of just, you know, goes with what's trending and then he sells other people's stuff because he, he doesn't want to sell his own stuff. He does, he does marketing well and he gets people in and then he sells other people's stuff. And that's not bad, but the whole idea is like, look, if you're in the industry or in the SEO industry and you're thinking, Hey, I hate this Craig guy. I hate chase. Like you got to have a certain level of respect for what we've been able to do, even if you hate us. And I think that's why, uh, you know, you look at people like Alex Becker and Ty Lopez and that kind of thing. And if you're smart, you respect them. If you're not smart, then you kind of just hate them and you don't really see any positive in it. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. And I totally agree with the, the bill, Slowaski situation as well. You know, Bill's a lovely guy. Um, you know, fountain of knowledge um, and everything else. And yeah, he's, he's not getting the same engagement as yourself because he's obviously um, he's not doing the kind of drama side of things. If you like, if you want to call it drama or you know, crazy stuff or anything like that, you know, he's, he's a lot more reserved than that. But, you know, who wins at the end of the day, the guy with 100 views or the guy with thousands of views, um, you know, that that was obviously going to be up for debate. But, uh, I mean, but it also depends on what you want because, like, Bill likes that lifestyle. And, like, for me, I, I know personally based on A-B tests that if I start talking about what Bill talks about, like, you know, Google patents and, like, the next most sophisticated thing about SEO. The problem with that is people in general that are watching your stuff, they, they don't care. Like the average person, the reason why they're on YouTube or the reason why they're on Facebook, or the reason why they're doing anything is because they want to make money. Like they don't care about, you know, the next Google patent unless it has something groundbreaking to do with them making a bunch of money. And like once you get that mindset and you realize that if you can't tie what you're doing back into some sort of uh, 
solution to making money, then people are not going to care. And like, unfortunately, people like Brian Dean and uh, Neil Patel and whoever else, the people that are doing really well, you have to target more general things that makes you look like you don't know what you're talking about because you're targeting the, the people who are really going to be watching your stuff. Uh, the When you get 100 views from people who are all SEO experts, like that's just – that's like terrible because all of those people are just going to be highly critiquing everything you're doing and you're never going to be good enough. And no matter what you say, they're going to know more than you. So why not go for the audience that loves you and you're saying basic stuff, but you're but you're actually helping a lot more people and you have more control. Once you start building up enough authority – and enough, you know, engagement, that kind of thing, then you could become more of the expert and go into something more like Bill Slavsky type thing. But I think it's a bad idea to start out as the expert. You want to start out as like the person who creates a bunch of controversy and authority, and then you build that into a more respectful following. Yeah, no, it makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, and finally, one one last question I want to ask you, and then I'll let you go on and carry on with your day, um, is what, or give me the top three worst insults you've had online. Or the worst funniest, one. the worst or the funniest. Okay, so I think the the funniest is the time that I did that, you know, SEO is, uh, sorry, the links don't work. I think at one point I, there was like, I think there was like a meme contest where people were like, who can make the most fun of Chase? And there was just like hundreds of memes in Facebook groups of me. And uh, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, that was just so funny to me because it's like these people have so much time that they, ha- they, can, they can make all these. And some of them were like really, really funny too. Um, I think that would be like the number one. Number two would probably be like the fallout with Josh Brzezinski where uh, he, he and I kind of like we were doing a podcast together. And I don't know what happened, but – I kind of came off. I, I stopped the chant. I stopped going on there. And uh, and then he just started t- saying all this stuff about me. And then I was like, okay, well, then I almost deleted my entire YouTube channel. And then I think the third would probably be right now, which is all the controversy I'm getting about leaving SEO and switching over to this authority hacking stuff. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, thank you very much for coming on, Chase, and explaining a little bit about what you've done and, and the controversies and everything else. Um, hopefully it gives uh, people a bit more of an understanding of, you know, about you personally and, and how you are going about you know, conducting yourself and everything else. I think it's uh, helped me massively understand what you're doing um, a lot better. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for taking the time. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. No worries.